Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Volume. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Go Low Pod. Hope everyone is having a good week. A lot going on, a lot of moving parts. Here's the plan. We usually do the mailbag at the end, but there's not a lot going on in the golfing world. So I thought I'd just bang that bad boy out before Sobel. Uh, so what we will do is at Pod is the Instagram. You fire in the DMs and you get your questions answered on the show. I will do that at the top of the show. And then I, I talked to Sobel for like 25, 30 minutes. Uh, a lot about other stuff because this week, TPC Craig Ranch, he, he gives a couple long shots. And then next week, we will go deep in depth. We got our second major of the year, the PGA Championship. I've, I've already got some ideas for some bets. And uh, and yeah, we'll kind of rock and roll from there. So next week, big PGA Championship show. I'll have, uh, you know, I, I'm going to, I tend to place pretty big bets on these majors because if you win one, there's no better feeling. And, you know, Fino, Fino, Max Homa, Xander Schauffele. There's pretty good value right now in, in the in the 20 to 28 to 1 range. I'll tell you that much. Look at, look at the card. Uh, but other than that, I'm, I got my Go Low hat on right now, so you can go to the thevolume.com, search merch, get a little Go Low hat, as well as, uh, yeah. So let's let's dive in the show. But I got to tell you about the official ticketing app of this podcast uh, of Go Low, Game Time. Go to your app store, download the Game Time app. You want to go to a basketball game. You want to go to a baseball game. Get outside, get some sun. You want to go to a concert. I'm supposed to go to Morgan Wallen here in a month. He's got bad vocal cords. Not sure what's going to happen. We'll see. Keep my fingers crossed. You want to go see Morgan Wallen when those vocal cords get good. Here's what you do. Download the app. Use the promo code GOLO. G-O-L-O-W. GOLO. Get $20 off. The official ticketing app of this show. You guys have been hammering the promo codes. I love their promo codes. I love the ticketing app. Get outside, take a friend, take your wife, have a good time. Do it on me. Save $20. Game time, promo code GOLOW. Enjoy yourself. Here's what I was thinking about doing. Got a quick thought on this weekend, but not a lot's going on. We got the major championship right around the corner. We will dive deep into some gambling thoughts. I've already been looking at the card. I I think there's a Xander Shoffley, Tony Finau, Max Homa kind of area that that I'm going to play next week as well as maybe a Hatton and a Fleetwood, uh, maybe even a long shot Gary Woodland, 100 to 1. But beside Wyndham Clark, which I, I think anytime you can get your first win on the PGA Tour, you know, like if you meet someone that plays in the NFL, you're like, oh, this is Billy played in the NFL. Well, if the guy's not famous, 
he might have been in the NFL for two years or whatever. And it's an incredible accomplishment or Major League Baseball or whatever. Just like you meet a great golfer. It's like this guy played on the PGA Tour. It's unreal. But there's another level. Like This guy played on the PGA Tour for a long period of time and made money. That's really impressive. And then there's this guy played on the PGA Tour, made a lot of money, and won tour events. I think anytime you win your first tour event, whether you're a young player, whether you're an old player, it's just an incredible accomplishment. And now with these elevated events to win three point, whatever, six million dollars doesn't get any better. It, thank Tiger Woods. Send him a thank you note. And uh, really cool to watch. And obviously, Wyndham Clark story. You know, he's good buddies just following the Niner stuff. Christian McCaffrey and him are very, very close. Uh, he's a Scottsdale guy. Uh, hell, I'd love to have him on this pod sometime that he's really changed his mental game. I mean, that's that's a big part of the story, the mentals. Same with Max Homa, who I, th- I think they're buddies. Uh, it Just in terms of the same, I guess they have a different coach. Boyd Summerhays is Finau, uh, Wyndham Clark, and Taylor Gooch's coach. All, obviously, all those guys, pretty good players. And Gooch and Wyndham have been playing really, really good of late. So uh, it's cool to see any guy get their first win. And obviously, it's really cool to see a guy heralded player this happens a lot in golf whether you're like uh you know an award-winning player as a collegiate golfer just you know a top-ranked amateur a guy that everyone goes this guy's going to have a lot of success and it takes you some time and it's cool to watch when that guy figures it out and that's what it feels like it's happening it happened to max you know a couple years ago and it feels like it's happening to Wyndham clark right now and I, i i root for that in golf and he's a fun player to watch play hits it a mile and just kicked everyone's ass last weekend. Very, very impressive. But what I want to do at the beginning of the show is do do a little mailbag at Golopod, at Golopod, and just read some of your guys' mailbag questions, and then we'll dive into Sobel, who, uh, who's fantastic, as always. So uh, just fire in those DMs. They are wide open, and ask your question. And we're going to mix it up on this show just because there's not as much going on in the golfing world with TPC Craig Rance this week, which I, I got news for you. I'm probably not going to watch much. Speaks out now. Uh, you, you probably won't either, but next week's huge. The PGA Championship, second major of the year. Can't freaking wait. Uh, let's start with Mike. Again, slide in those DMs at Golopod. Love both your podcasts. Was wondering how your boss handles your devotion to golf as he has always said that he would not hire a person obsessed with golf. Well, I, I say this all the time. And I think I mentioned this on uh, Three and Out Mailbag the other day is that I have to turn my hobbies and what I'm passionate about in life, and I have to monetize them because I'm not good at many things. So I watch a ton of football. I can talk about football, and we've turned that into a business. And I've done the same thing with golf or attempting to do. You know, we've just been running this podcast now a year and a half. I moved to Scottsdale for a reason. I'm a big believer that the golfing world and the football world intersect. And a little bit like when, when a singer moves to Nashville or an actor moves to L.A., obviously I wanted to come here. I came here for several reasons. When everyone, whenever anyone asks, I say return on investment on my life. But th- there were business reasons, big picture, why I moved here. And I, I, and, I, and I think golf and football are directly intersected. And hopefully that comes to fruition over the next you know, handful of years in my life. I, I'm pretty confident they will. But, uh, and as they do, you know, Colin profits, <laughs> as we all do. So it, it's uh, the great part about this industry we're in. You know, I would call it like the startup podcast. I, I don't even know how you would quite. You could describe it a million different ways. 
you get to try a lot of different things. And th- th- there's visions of this that I have in the back of my head that are just, we got to we gotta execute now, moving forward over this next couple year stretch. And I'm pretty confident it'll all work out. And obviously, you know, he's connected to that. So uh, uh, he's been nothing but supportive. And uh, we'll just keep rocking and rolling. Now, I, I, here's the thing. You know, Sundays in the fall, I'm not on the golf course. Hell, Saturdays on the fall, unless I'm teeing off early, I'm not on the golf course. You know, I, I, you got to be disciplined in your life. Now, I'm not Tom Brady. I'm not just eating avocado ice cream and going to bed, you know, nine o'clock every night. But I'm very disciplined when it comes to work. And, uh, you know, work comes first. And for a big part of my work is football. Now, football, I'm lucky. It's the easiest sport to consume. You know, it's Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night, at least for the NFL. Right. You know, watching these guys cover basketball, like, shit, I'd have no chance. I, it's like I couldn't every single day for a month on end. It's like, I don't even care. <laughs> Thank God, football. When I ever hear people like, you know, football, let's make this thing seven days a week. No, I think we're good. I, I like the way we're at right now. I, we're good. Even golf, like, I get into probably obviously the majors and the big tournaments, but like, you know, last week and I, I gamble a lot on golf. I wasn't super locked in. I watched Sunday, but like Saturday, I was falling on my phone. I was doing other stuff. And that's the great part about golf. It's a little like baseball that way. You don't have to live and die with with every single week. You, you pick your spots and you go all in. Now, again, I mean, I'm covering, I'm watching it. I watched it Thursday and Friday at my office in the background on ESPN Plus. But by the way, ESPN Plus, not a huge ESPN guy. ESPN Plus with their PGA Tour coverage uh, is just fantastic. You just can watch, especially if you're a gambler and you're gambling on bigger name guys, it's just so easy to consume on, on Thursday and Friday. Uh, from Nick, do you think Scotty and John Rahm benefit from coming from elite college golf programs? Are they or are they just that good? Or is golf just the type of sport where college performance isn't indicative of professional performance? Yeah, I think it has a lot of parallels like the football or basketball. You can be a great college player in any sport and there is no guarantee that you're going to dominate in the pros, right? You can be a great college quarterback and then struggle in pro football. You can be a great college golfer and not have a pro career. I would say for the most part, most guys on tour, now there are examples, were elite college players. When you look at like the top 10. Now, Tony Fino didn't go to college. Xander Shoffley went to San Diego State, right? But John Rahm, elite player, Arizona State, which is like the equivalent of like Alabama or LSU at, for football at golf. Scotty Scheffler, Texas, like you said. But I talked to a guy in the golf business that said most people did not see this coming with Scotty, where Justin Thomas or Jordan Spieth or Ricky Fowler or some of those names people saw coming. Dustin Johnson, East East Carolina, Brooks Kepka had to go to the the Asian tours. So everyone, Max Homa was a national championship, a national champion in college. And look how long it took him to become an awesome player. And then there are guys like Sam Burns, awesome college player, immediately awesome, right? So I it, I, I would say golf would be the more difficult one beside, you know, the Tiger Woods, Jordan Spieth, Phil Mickelson. Um, you know, I'd say Morikawa, Wolf, and Hovland's class felt like, uh, you know, Nick Bosa or something coming out of college. Like it was, <laughs> you weren't going to miss on those guys. But it feels like there are a lot of guys, a lot of All-Americans, a lot of guys that win, you know, as the Haskins Award or Player of the Year or whatever, or Big 12 or SEC Player of the Year. It's not, it's not a guarantee by any means. 
I was golfing in Mexico and I saw your video. Hope you're having a great time. Who's your personal favorite golfer? That's a good question. I would say whoever I'm gambling on on that given week. With Tiger Woods' career basically being over and Phil Mickelson kind of riding off into the sunset, I don't really have one. I, I really I was a big Dustin Johnson fan. Uh, I just love I loved his pace of play. Hauled ass. He just dominated. But now that he's on live, he's I don't watch him as much, uh, and I, I don't know if he's going to care as much. So his level of play is going to dip. But I was a I was a big DJ guy. I would say people I'm rooting for right now. Uh, I, I'm a, I, I root for Tony Fino, for sure. I, I root for Tony Fino pretty heavily. Uh, I, I enjoy Jordan. I mean, I enjoy most of the typical characters. Love the content. Started listening during the NFL playoffs and been hooked ever since. I'm a high handicapper, but I got fitted and got some new clubs, and boy, have they made a difference. I don't understand the stigma of people saying getting fitted at a high handicap is a waste of money if it helps your game. I'd love to hear your take. Totally agree. <laughs> you know, Having clubs that fit you, we're all different sizes, right? You might see a guy who's 6'4", and you might see a guy that's 5'7". Should they be playing the same club? If you, I used to go, when I worked in radio, to batting practice a lot. It was a really cool part of the job. It was, you know, I went for work, but it was really kind of as a fan. I was like, God, I'm just sitting there, batting practice. This is when the Giants were really good, and Bochi and Hunter Pence, and Posey. Everyone has their own bat, right? Hunter Pence's bat is not the same size, weight, or length as Buster Posey's. Bryce Harper's bat is not the same as Derek Jeter's. Why wouldn't our golf clubs be different? So whether you are a home run hitter or a singles hitter, you're going to have a different bat. You want it to fit and be comfortable. Wouldn't it be the same with golf clubs? Just because you shoot 90 and I shoot 75, we sh we're not going to play the same club. And the advantage I have for the club fitting me, whether I'm a good or bad player, is an advantage. So, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I think it's a no-brainer. Uh, I've been listening to your show for a while. Congrats on the success. I just do not understand why people still root or are fans of Tiger. Can you please shed some clarity on this? Was he great? Of course. But he is just a horrible person. Scandal after scandal and very little charitable work. There are a lot of really decent guys out there. Even if you don't read this on the pod, thanks for your opinion. I'm going to push back on the charity thing. I think the Tiger Woods Foundation uh, does a lot. And I'm not claiming to know the inner workings of it, but I, I think that's pretty well established. His foundation does a lot. I think it's like underprivileged kids with uh, computers. I mean, all sorts of stuff. You, you can Google it yourself. The horrible person thing, like he's got some knocks on the resume that don't look good. Completely agree. We cannot argue that. I will say about this specific incident is that I, I do believe that it's harder for Tiger Woods to break up with a girl than you or me. I just, I think there's a lot of complications. Like if Jeff Bezos, you follow Lauren Sanchez, Jeff Bezos' girlfriend, who used to, I think, date or be married to Tony Gonzalez. Like I, if they got in a breakup, like it's not just a normal like, okay, we'll just go our separate ways. It's not how it works when you're worth hundreds of millions or billions of dollars. It's just not. Whether you're in married or not married, it's going to get weird. There's no way he could just say, we're done. She packs up her shit and leaves. So when he sends her to the airport hangar to go to the fake vacation, I think part of it is, I'll never forget when I got uh, hired at Fresno State. And during training camp, we would bring 
all sorts of different people, right? To give motivational speeches, to give serious speeches, and the the head of police would come, Jerry Dyer, who I think might even be the mayor of Fresno now. And one advice he always gave was anytime you were having a verbal issue with a girlfriend, your wife, another a, a lady, and it starts getting to a, a spot where I, I don't know where this is going to go, run, lock yourself in the uh, in the in the bathroom or in a room and call the police. Because the moment you you know try to move her out of the way, things just get weird. And now Tiger's never been in a situation where there's been domestic violence or whatever, but like, I, it's pretty clear to me that if he tries to break up with her, you got to move out, move all your shit. It could get weird and it could get weird fast and the cops can get called. Even if no one gets touched or whatever, there could just be a lot of emotions running high and it's all going to be pointed at him. So to me, when he just separates her, you got to leave, you move. It completely removes all that. So I think a lot of people are like, why can't you just break up with a girl normally? I don't think it's possible. The Elon thing, 100%. I don't know how you can blame anyone but Tiger. But this situation, like, I kind of understand where he's coming from. What's he going to say? Like, hey, uh, hey, honey, I'm over this. You got to go. Like, I, I don't think it's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Let me uh, let me grab my sweatpants, uh, grab a couple pair of my shoes. I'll just take the extra car. You'll never hear from me again. Good luck. Hopefully the ankle gets well and... Uh, Look forward to watching you moving forward at Augusta in the old course. Like that's just that's not how it's going to go. So I will defend Tiger on this on the fact of this situation. Like I don't know exactly how to handle it. You know, take her to an airport, pretend vacation. I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. But I don't think you just smoothly like, hey, I'm kind of had enough of this. What What do you think? I just that, that, that's all I'll say. But I hear you. There are a lot, and this goes for. The reason I hold Tiger to such high esteem is not because like I, I want to, you know, teach my kids everything he did and them to act like that. It's just I watched him in the peak of his powers and it was awesome. You know, I, I don't know if everyone says Michael Jordan's the greatest guy, but I fucking love Michael Jordan. You know, I think he's got some skeletons in his closet from his, from his prime, but hell, might even still be rocking and rolling. But he's Michael Jordan. You know, we we hold the people that we grew up on that are the best. Like, listen, all these guys, a lot of guys on tour, clearly great guys, really good players. They can't hold Tiger's jock. I mean, he he would annihilate them all in his prime. Kill him. He would be the best player on the PGA Tour right now by a wide margin. You should do a what's in the bag video. Uh, I was actually talking with a person that works for a club manufacturer. Might be in might be in cahoots and working on something. I need to go get fitted. Um and maybe get some new sticks. But right now, my clubs are just a couple-year-old tailor-mades, kind of a, a mix and match of wedges, a putter that I bought at uh, the PJ Tour Superstore. But I, but I hear you. We, we might we might got something coming down the pike on that one. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. 
So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Back at it again with my main man, Jason Sobel. Hear him every week on SiriusXM. Read him on the Action Network. I I dove into that website. I mean, I didn't quite realize the in-depth gambling that goes on on that bad boy. A lot of numbers, a lot of stats. Dove into some other sports. Baseball. I mean, talk about numbers all over the map. The golf, much easier to consume. More, More my pace. Sobel. So I'm I'm glad that's what we're talking about because you dive into baseball like a random Tuesday. Holy moly, there's a lot going on. See, I think golf is easier. Like I just because I'm I've been entrenched in it for so long that when I sit here and talk about oh, I like this guy's a top forty strokes gain putting, he's thirty first this season, and his birdie average is this. And I start getting into numbers, and I'm like, ah, oh, it just makes sense because it's golf. Whereas I'll read some of the baseball stuff, and it's like, here's why this pitcher should have under four and a half strikeouts in the Phillies Padres game. And they're getting into war and they're getting into Babip and they're getting into the whip. And they're like, I'm like, I you've lost me other than I know that's a winning bet because everything they're telling you is like, it makes some sense analytically. I know. But yeah. I'm with you. There's, there's a, there's a lot of information out there. They're trying to monitor, you know, who, who uh, how the four starters pitch. And we're just trying to monitor who Tiger's next girlfriend is. Not touching it. Not touching it. I told you before the pod started. Uh, and James James wanted to press record uh, 10 minutes earlier. That would have been a really bad thing. We we went there. We talked about things. And and now we're actually doing the on-air stuff. So I, I'm not going there. Yeah, I'm not you know, touching so, it. Some people, have just, some people have interesting personal lives. And clearly Tiger, Tiger does. Uh, wish him the best in his, his future endeavors uh, on that element of his life. Uh, but but yeah, on a just, serious note... Look, Honestly, just like break up with a girl in a normal way. Like every guy is broken up with a girl at some point. Just do it and be like, hey, it's not you. It's me. It's not working out. Uh, good luck with everything. I'll see you later. Let me know if you need anything, references, whatever. But I'll see you later. Instead, it's send her to the airport and have the lawyer break the news to her. And then we'll go through the NDA and we'll have lawsuits. I don't know. It's weird. Like the tiger I grew up on you know, in the mid nineties, like when I was in junior high, high school was just this cold blooded killer. And then obviously the stories came out and then he became like in my adult life, this much smoother dude, at, at least publicly, right. The way he acts with his friends and buddies and 
on TV. He, you could put him on uh, with Nance and some of these events. And it was just like, he just kind of matured the wrong way. Cause he's always obviously a smart guy, but he's just let down his guard a little bit. It does feel that's still an element of his life that he, it's a little bit of throwback that he's holding on to just not as tactful, you know? Yeah. Um, for a guy who has carefully crafted an image, a career, practice schedule, like everything about it has been like so carefully monitored and crafted and figured out that it feels like there are certain parts of the personal life. They're like, all right, let's throw stuff up against the wall and see what happens. Let's try this. And and I don't know. It's just, look, I, I hope that he's able to bounce back from this professionally. I hope he's able to bounce back personally, privately, all that kind of stuff. I certainly won't be writing about it. You know, you and I can kind of, you know, just talk about it a little bit on here, but it's not like I'm going to sit here and do entire radio shows on Tiger's personal life. I didn't do that back in 2009. Certainly not going to do it now, but uh, I don't know. Hope hope we can focus on his health and his golf moving forward. Well, well one thing's definitely different, right? The, the breakup with Stevie Williams was clearly pretty ugly, right? It was not a mm-hmm. smooth break. Yeah, I, I think right. I, you'd know better than me. The same kind of feels like goes for Phil and Bones. Some of these famous breakups, you know, the two most famous guys the last couple decades were ugly. This, I, it's hard to even call it a split because it's not like Tiger's playing, you know, but this clearly he's going to another bag full time feels much smoother at least publicly, and anyone that's followed or read about Tiger's life sometimes publicly doesn't always follow what's actually happening. But it, I, I'm going to take this on face value because Joe and Tiger honestly feel like a Justin Thomas and Tiger. Like they, the friendship and their closeness is really real. Tiger's obviously mm-hmm. much in a different place in terms of age than he was with Stevie Williams. From everything, I'm sure you know you've talked to a lot of people over the last six, seven days about this. What have you heard? Uh, about the split. Cantley said he didn't ask Tiger. Just all the different details from talking around. Yeah, these things usually go from like manager to manager or, you know, kind of go around the players themselves. Uh, there's very there's very few times when a player will call another player, especially, I mean, I guess it's a unique situation, but that that part doesn't surprise me. What uh, the biggest takeaway for me is, and remember, uh, you and I were doing this pod last week when the news came down, and I'm sitting there going, look, I don't think it's a one-week thing. I think it might be more than just one week. I think this could be a long-term deal for Cantley and Joe LaCava. And within a couple hours, we learned that that indeed was the case. And so for me, the biggest takeaway here is that Tiger understands. And I know a lot of people said, oh, yeah, well, Tiger wasn't playing a lot of golf before this anyway, so we know he's not going to play anytime soon. To me, this is Tiger saying, no, like – it's not just I'm not going to play soon. Like, I don't have a golf career moving forward. He might play some events. He might play the Masters every year. might play the Open Championship every year if he's healthy enough to do it. But this is Tiger essentially waving the white flag and going, I like, I, I can't in good conscience see a guy like Joe LaCava, who's one of the best caddies of all time, on the bench 50 weeks out of the year, 49 weeks out of the year, just so he can come work for me when I'm going out to try to play a major championship once in a while. And so I think it's taken Tiger a couple of years to get to this point. I'm not sure that if Joe LaCava had come to Tiger with this two years ago, that Tiger would have had the same response. But now the fact that Tiger has this response, 
I think that speaks volumes about what he thinks about his own future. Hey, a little trivia question for you. I don't even actually know the answer, but obviously there's been several caddies, including Joe LaCava, that have won multiple majors with multiple players, you know. Would he be yep. the first if him and Cantlay win a major to win a major with three different guys? I would say unequivocally no. Uh, top of my head. Bones, oh obviously, Phil, Justin Thomas, Stevie Williams, yeah, Adam, yeah. Tiger Woods, LaCava, Tiger, and uh, and Freddie Couples, correct? Yeah. Was LaCava on Freddie's bag when Freddie won the Masters? I think so, yeah. Uh, I I don't have the answer to that off the top of my head. Just like you don't, I'm going to say that there absolutely had to be somebody back in the day who had done it. Not counting the Masters caddies that always just you know for a long period of time, right? You couldn't bring your own caddy to the Masters. I forget the date that right. changed, but that there might be a guy that you know clearly rattled off some dubs, you know, in the, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. But that's something to you know on your radio show just. That's a good one for you. Last time we talked, Rory hadn't talked. We all kind of assumed what he was going to say, and he kind of admitted it. Like, I just needed a break, was over it, needed to reset. Then I, I sat down on my couch. Thursday, he played pretty well. On Friday, I mean, he was atrocious. It was like, it, it looked like me. I mean, he was hitting it all over the yard. He was terrible. Uh, did Not a great week for Rory. Is he going a little NBA style load management and he's just it's just gonna be kind of Tiger Woods style? It's gonna be about these three or four majors every single year and the rest of the season, like he's just gonna try to peak next week and then in a month and then at the open. I mean, that's kind of what it feels like. I guess so. I mean, look, this is what all the elite level players are trying to do, quite frankly, is you know, I want my game to peak four times a year. Uh if you're not going, and I, I maintain this all the time, look. If you're not going to be playing your best golf, go on out to Quail Hollow, and I know it's a designated event, it's a bigger one, but go play not your best golf at something that's not a major then. And it's really, you know, I, I almost think it's a little hypocritical of us, and I say us collectively, in the media and fans, when one of the top players isn't playing his best golf and it's not a major championship week, and we're like, what's wrong with so-and-so? Well, the... That same so-and-so has said, I want to play my best golf four times a year. I want my game to peak. And so we're like, well, why didn't it peak on that 11th time of the year that you wanted it to peak? It can't peak every single week. All that said, when it comes to Rory, I I don't know how to measure his mindset right now. There is no, like, we can look at strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained approach shots, strokes gained putting. We cannot look at strokes gained mental state right no. now for Rory McIlroy. And I, I don't know how we assess this. I, I will defer to my friend Gary Williams, who uh, I did a radio show with yesterday. He filled in for Collins, and Gary was at Quail Hollow all week. He followed Rory for much of the week, and he was very pessimistic about Rory's short-term future, uh, at least moving forward towards the PGA Championship. I said, uh, are you buying or selling Rory McIlroy going into the PGA, and he said he would sell based on everything he saw from him last week. I don't know how much of that is the scar tissue left over from the miscut at the Masters. I don't know how much of it is just the wear and tear on him mentally from answering all the live and PGA Tour questions over the past year and a half. I don't know how much of it is 
just not being able to manage his time the way he needs to. And, and some of this, and, and this is a great point that I heard. Um, gosh, where was it? I guess it was Shane Ryan's column that he wrote for Golf Digest where he was speaking with Paul McGinley a couple of years ago. And this was like, remember the Players' Championship was right at the start of COVID-19. Yeah. And this was like two days before they'd canceled the Players' Championship. And he was speaking with Paul McGinley, and Paul was using, as an example, Rory was in the interview room, and he was asked about something, and he started delving into the coronavirus, and is the U.S. prepared for it, and what does it mean through the CDC and all this stuff? He's like, why is Rory talking about that? You've never heard Dustin Johnson talking about the, the the government's preparation for an airborne disease like play golf worry about golf don't worry about all these other things and he said it's almost hurt Rory McIlroy the fact that he is such an eloquent opinionated thoughtful type person whose interests go way beyond golf and it tends to hurt his golf bait game because he's focused on so much else that's going on in the world uh th- thoughts on the Wyndham Clark win obviously he's been trending um, you know, was a highly touted college guy, hits the ball a mile. Uh, you know, I, as someone that had sprinkled a little money on Fleetwood and stuff, he just started running away from the field. And he was, I thought he was fucking awesome <laughs> over the weekend. Obviously, Saturday he was unreal, but even even Sunday, and he talked about it. I didn't quite realize the story about the, the mental game this year is something that, because he's had yeah. the talent, but is something that he focused on being a being more positive. I, Home has talked about this before. Some of these guys with these elite talent, can be, I mean, it's the game of golf. It, it can really put you in a bad mental space. If you stay positive, holy moly, this guy. You, you wrote about him in, in your piece for uh, TPC Craig Ranch. Like, he's, I mean, we got to talk about him, you know, in the mix for, for the Ryder Cup. So, a lot of different pieces here. First of all, uh, yeah, I wrote about it. If you haven't read my preview yet this week, I started the preview off with just talking about the makeup of the U.S. Ryder Cup team. To me, there's almost 10 locks. I mean, yeah, there's always illness, injury, uh, prolonged slump, but for the most part, the top 10 are the top 10, and uh, whether by automatic qualification or by wildcard selection, I think we can pretty much put 10 names on that list. The final two names on that U.S. Ryder Cup team, I think it's going to be one of the great stories of the summer, this underlying subplot of, I mean, literally there are two dozen players who can stake a claim for one of these last spots, including a couple of live players. So I, you know, I think that's going to be really intriguing moving forward. As for uh, Wyndham Clark this past weekend, um, I, I thought Quail Hollow was great. I thought the course was awesome. I thought the tournament was really good. Designated event at a big time major championship golf course. The only thing that went wrong was the fact that Wyndham Clark played too well. And so we had no drama towards the end. The back nine was essentially like, a coronation for a guy winning his first career PGA tour event instead of, Hey, six guys have a chance with three holes left to play, which is what we always like to see. The mental side of the game is something that uh, Wyndham is really, really tight with my buddy, Drew Stoltz, the sleeves who has the show uh, before me with Colt Nost on Sirius XM PGA tour radio. Drew told me a few months ago that uh, very much based on Max Homa's success um, that Wyndham was starting to work with whether you call it a sports psychologist, a mental guru, whatever it might be, that he was starting to work with someone on that side of the game. And he talked very openly and honestly afterwards about just having the right mindset and being in the moment. And I think that's helped him immensely as far as the physical technical part of his game. 
he was a guy that I think people out there who are betting on a weekly basis and understand the betting markets and understand players' strengths and weaknesses. We've looked at Wyndham Clark over the last few years, a guy who drives it really well, puts it really well. Everything in between just kind of depends on the week. Sometimes pretty good, sometimes not so good. This year, he's turned himself into a better iron player than anything else, and you're seeing the success right now goes to show you that iron play rules everything. Doesn't mean you can drive it off the planet every hole. Doesn't mean you can hit it 230 off the tee. But as long as you drive it pretty well, if you're a really good iron player, you're going to find success. That's what he's done so far this year. And uh, he is not going anywhere. Uh, I did a radio hit on a local Charlotte station yesterday, and they asked me about, you know, well, there's we've seen Rory win for the first time at Quail, Ricky, and I said, let's not – those sort of expectations on Wyndham Clark. I don't think he's a guy that's going to start winning majors and be number one in the world, but is this a guy who could make the U.S. Ryder Cup team? Is this a guy who could challenge for a major championship? Is this a guy who could win one more time before the year is up? Yes, yes, and yes to all of those things. Good childhood friends with the McCaffrey family. I don't know. Christian was was fired up with him winning that. Uh, I, you know, obviously, if it wasn't for him, Xander wins the tournament pretty easily. He, he's a guy, you know, yeah. a, a lot like Tony when these majors, you know, come up that just feel like their game is just – you and I last week talked about Tony at the U.S. Open. You know, I think a lot of people are going to be on him probably this next week too. Xander's another guy that – you know, I, I just think as long as you can get them at 25-ish to one odds, you know, relative for the top guys, he, he's right there. You know, and we can talk all we want. You know, he just doesn't get it done, doesn't get it done. But when they showed his stats going into Sunday against Wyndham, I mean, because they're actually not that far off in age, similar amount of career starts. It's like, and this is the hard part about golf, right? If you don't win, it's almost like we knock you. But when you look at him just rattling off and the amount of money the dude's making in his game, I mean, he's clearly, like you said, he's not just the top 10 lock Ryder Cup guys, like he's near one. He's closer to one than he is 10, you know, in terms of the crew, right? Right. I mean, we're sitting here talking about Xander Shoffley. Hey, what went wrong? Because he finished only in second place, whereas we're not talking about, you know, someone else that finished in 41st place because there was no reason to talk about him. And so I, I always you, think you, you like to, him next week. I do like him. I just started making my list. Um, I think he's going to be very prominently involved in my list. I I will say that for as much as John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler have won already this year and they've won some really big events, keeping their numbers short have helped out if you want to chase some numbers. I mean, you mentioned Xander at 25 to 1. I, I don't know that he'll be that high uh, that long, but I, I think at 20 to 1, he's a really nice play next week. Sun Im is the guy that I'm looking at. I think he's going to play really well at Oak Hill. You go back 10 years, and the guys at the top of that list, Jason Duffner, Jim Furyk, Henrik Stenson, they're all ball strikers. I mean, it's guys, if you're not hitting your irons well, you're just not going to perform that well on that golf course. And so I'm looking at guys, uh, the strokes gain approach shots, uh, stats, the uh, greens and regulation, things like that are, are what I'm looking at for next week. And so Xander will feature prominently, I, I think, in my plays next week. And uh, uh, look, he, he's playing really well. I think that the biggest thing for him, if, I, if I'm if i advising Xander somehow and he listen to me, I think the biggest thing for me is you don't have to do anything differently. It's just, you know, don't get your head down. The fact that you're playing really well and not winning golf tournaments at some point, the tables will turn at some point you wind up on top. 
Well, no one's going to get TPC Craig Ranch, uh, you know, twisted with with Augusta or Olympic Club, but it is an event this week. Uh, Jordan just backed out. Scheffler's playing. Uh, you, you got some plays. I know you kind of like some of the longer shots this week, and that's right up my alley. Yeah, this is a week where we can chase some numbers, which is nice because, quite frankly, over the last handful of weeks, you haven't really been able to do that. I mean, I know Wyndham Clark was 60-1 to 1 last week, but it was really hard before the tournament to look past some lower numbers. So even if you had Wyndham Clark, you might have had a guy at 12 to 1, a guy at 18 to 1, a guy at 22 to 1 uh, along there with him. So I am bypassing a lot of the short numbers this week. Look, can Scotty Scheffler go out and win this golf tournament by five? Sure. But what we've seen over the last two years, KH Lee won with a score of 25 under two years ago. He won again last year with a score of 26 under. Anytime we get scoring that's that low in relation to par, it seems like it becomes more of a level playing field. It's more of a, hey, anything can happen. Some guy gets hot with a putter on the weekend, shoots a pair of 63s, and he can go win. It's it's less of a ball strikers kind of contest, something that would play into the hands of a guy like Scheffler. So uh, some of the names on my list, the shortest number I'll have is Seamus Power, who opened it 45 to 1. He's uh after Spieth WD, he's, he's probably about 35 or 40 to one right now. Still a pretty good number on a guy who has shown that he can go low at these kind of events. He's shown that uh, he can win an event against a, an inferior type of field like we have this week. I'll, I'll rattle off a whole bunch of other names just because I've got them written down in front of me. Uh, Justin Suh, Jimmy Walker starting to play some good golf again. Scott Stallings told me a few months ago that this is one he added to his schedule based on looking at some analytics and, and what should fit his game, and he really likes it here. Michael Kim had him on the radio show yesterday. He lives nearby and practices at Craig Ranch pretty decent amount. Uh, Eric Coles played some really good golf as a rookie this year. So those are some of the names, and I think that not going into a Scotty Scheffler, not getting a guy with a short number, that allows us to play a few more players at longer odds, John. So – I think you can chase some of those numbers. Michael Kim's kind of an interesting name. I mean, he clearly is playing really well right now. You know, heralded college player, played with Max at, at Cal. I mean, was elite, right? I mean, Heisman Trophy at golf. He was. I mean, he's won on the PGA Tour before. He's a guy that you know for longer odds, even if you don't want to pick to win top tens, top fives. You know, in some of these, especially some of these events when some of the top guys aren't playing, he, he's a guy with some pedigree. Really interesting stuff from him on the show yesterday. So if you don't know the story, five years ago this summer, he won the John Deere Classic. Kind of out of nowhere. And he told me yesterday, he said, I kind of won it too soon. I like I wasn't really ready to win a PGA Tour event yet. Got into the Open Championship the next week, finished in 35th place. That was fine. Didn't have a top 60 in his last nine starts of that year. Okay, a little, you know, kind of come down after a win and that's happened. And, you know, figure you go get him next year. The next year, he did not make the cut in a in an event with a cut the entire year. That was in 2019. 2020, he didn't make a single cut. He didn't make a dollar in 2020 on the golf course. 2021 comes out and starts to slowly play some better golf, but not enough that we're really paying attention. Last year, a little bit better. All of a sudden now, he's working with Sean Foley. He's figured some things out. Two top tens in his last six starts. Hasn't missed a cut during that span. Like you said, playing some really good golf. Finally had some confidence. He said he worked on 
the game technically. He's worked on the game from a mental standpoint, emotionally, physiology, uh, psychology, uh, physiology of golf, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything that he's gone through. I mean, he's reading books on how to succeed and ha- how to have the right mindset. So working really well for him. So, yeah, he's a guy that um, yeah, I'll, I'll have a little sprinkle on outright, but I, I think for me, he's more of a top 10 play again. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, to me, there are two routes on the PJ tour. There are the Scotties, the Sam Burns, the Spies, the Justins that just hit the ground running. And then there are a lot of Max Homas, Wyndham Clarks, you know, Harold, yeah. this guy, you know, I mean, this guy's won before it took Wyndham a little while, but you know what I mean? That just it's fucking hard, but th- then they figure it out and you're like, holy hell, this guy then goes on to have a longer career playing at a high level, making a lot of cash. The Wyndham Clark trajectory is the that's the trajectory that that's the usual that's the normal trajectory so to speak. Scotty che- Scotty Scheffler's not normal. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, no. Scott took a year or two to to win his first event. Uh, Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa, those guys are not normal. Yeah, when you get out to the PGA Tour and you start winning golf tournaments, and that almost does something to you later in your career. You almost need that adversity at first, kind of learning how to win. You start winning right away. Think about Jordan Spieth's mindset right now. He was winning so much as a young player in his early 20s that now when he's not winning on a regular basis, he's sort of like, well, I'm chasing the old version of myself as opposed to someone like Wyndham Clark who doesn't know any better. Someone like Max Homa who started winning a little bit later in his career. I think, first of all, they appreciate it more. And secondly, they're not trying to chase who they were five, six, seven years ago because – they weren't anything back then. And so they're they're building up to the success. And I think that a lot of times, at least in the prognostication game where we're trying to figure out who's going to play well, looking at the guys who have built up a resume and have gotten to that point, then started winning, as opposed to those who have won early and are trying to replicate that success. There's something to be said for playing the uh the former over the latter sometimes. For sure. And the reality with golf, it's going to get you at some point or the other, right? Ricky Jordan took longer for some of these guys. It happened right off the bat, but you're going to go through a stretch where you're going to contemplate should I quit the game of golf? Cause it's, it's hard, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a unique sport that way where in, you know, in basketball, once Steph Curry or LeBron or Anthony Davis, you're just great. Right. Until it's over. You know, a lot of these guys just hit a lull and you never know when it's coming. It happened to Tucker. I mean, it, if you're a professional golfer, all you have to hear is Tiger Woods went through multiple lulls in his career. The greatest player he had of all the chipping time. Chipping yips. He couldn't put a ball in the grave from ten yards away. I mean, this is to see that. I mean, that's either got to be very encouraging as a young professional golfer. Where you're like, ah, Tiger went through it. I don't have to be perfect all the time. That's something that Homa's talked about a lot. Like, I, just because I don't shoot a good round, shoot a good score. doesn't mean I'm a bad golfer. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It just means I didn't shoot a good score that day. But I, it's either encouraging or it makes the game seem utterly impossible if you're like, well, shit, if Tiger Woods couldn't hit a ball on the green from 10 yards away, how the hell am I supposed to do it? He's the greatest of all time. I'm going out here trying to make a cut on the BGA Tour and like uh, this thing's really, really hard. So yeah, it, it's a tough game. Yeah, if she really wants to make it sting, her final text to him should be, I hope you get the chipping yips again. Godspeed. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm kidding. Don't say that to Tiger. Uh, Have a good one. Uh, Talk to you next week, I'm sure, from the PGA Majors. Major season's off and running now. We got 
couple majors and basically a 30-day span, so let's lock and load. Can't wait. Hoodie season up in Rochester. Can't wait for that. And I, I think you have given uh, girlfriends and ex-wives everywhere something to say is as they're walking out the door, hope you get the chipping yips. <laughs> Bye. See you, man. Later. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.